the Galtro Podcast, episode 141. Listeners, ciao. Thanks for tuning in. What's going on? Hope you're all well. Not in the studio. Not in the studio this week. We're in a little makeshift studio here, halfway across the world, wherever you are in the world. Hopefully this sounds the same, but a little bit of a different podcasting experience. Now, if you've been following us uh, on social media, you'll know that I am not currently in Montreal. I'm in Ia, in Santorini, in, uh, in Greece, where they tell you to enjoy, enjoy the food all the time. Uh, a lot's been going on, man. I'm happy I brought this fucking mic. Uh, you don't give a shit what I've been doing, do you? Cristiano Ronaldo has left uh, Serie A. It's been a weird summer. It's been a crazy mercato all uh, all through all through this whole transfer window, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about, man. Um, I don't know. This will be a, this will be a fun one. This will be a little makeshift. Had some things I wanted to get to. Thought I'd be a little bit more lax. We probably won't talk about games as much as we'll talk about news. Uh, but yeah, let's just check in, man. This uh, this will be fun. Um, this will be a lot of fun, man. Uh, we're back with uh, match fixing. Gentiletti's segment. He had an interesting week. We got a couple things to clarify. I've got a few things that I wanted to point out about Greek culture. And then we'll talk a little bit about the new Azzurri squad. About Cristiano leaving again. And uh, just some general observations. The first couple of games uh, into Serie A. So let's fucking go, baby. Let's rock and roll. Without further ado, let's get right into the action. Let's throw it over to Pino. Take it away. Die. Let's go. Pero. Catenazzo, che donna sei. Io delle donne non mi fido. Il corteggiamento è un rito. Troppo spesso si finisce. Che una donna ti tradisce. E non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more. A me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore. Io da bambino veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola. Perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare. Poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine. Dio la presi tra la gente, perciò bambina. Se sono qui per te stasera è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, folks. Alright. What's good, folks? Alright, alright, alright. Cut that shit out. Let's go, let's go. Pino, take it easy, bro. Listeners, what's going on? What's good? Should have gone into Zorba the Greek. Listeners, welcome to episode number 141 of the Calcio Podcast. Samadamo coming at you. What's going on? What's going on? What the fuck is going on? Hope you're all well, man. Hope you're all well. I'm good. You know, I'm well. Obvi- I mean, I'm on vacation, so I'm, I'm I'm in a great mood. I'm on holiday. So every reason to be good, but, but you know, you might think as a Juventino, I'd be panicking right now, but I'm not. I'm not, and that's all. That's all you guys give a fuck about. Fucking, fucking Cristiano, man! What a fucking week. Fucking Cristiano, selfish Cristiano. I had a whole thing planned. It's gonna be a fun pod. A few observations to get to, and now we gotta talk about this. This shit. That's what I get for waiting till the end of the week to record. Hope you're all well. It's uh, Saturday, the twenty eighth of August, twenty twenty one. Live from Santorini, Greece. Taken off to Mykonos in about seven hours. I'm with. I'm with the lovely. With the lovely Paula next to me. What's going on? What's going on, Paula? What do you guys say? We, 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 we got the first lady of the podcast here with us. She's a little mic shy. You got to speak into the mic. What's going on? What's going on? She can't stop laughing. <laughs> What's up? How's the trip been so far? Great. It's very weird. Speak. What? Don't unplug the mic. How's it been? <laughs> Tell them how it's been. You don't have to, you don't have to be shy. I mean, I know it's 
It's past your bedtime. You gotta speak into the mic. Come, come closer. Oh my god. It's. I know it's past your bedtime, and I know I'm keeping you up here, but um. No, it's 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 uh. This was necessary. We had to get this out now before uh before Mykonos because if we wait another fucking few days, who the hell knows what's gonna happen? It's been a crazy couple of days. T tell them how I uh tell them how I followed the Juve game the other day. With the euro in the left in your left hand and your phone on speaker in the right hand. Correct. The Wi-Fi connection, I mean, the, the, the data, I should say, is, is abysmal. Awful. In, on the, the island. In the mountains on, on this aquatic island, but... Well, I was going to put it on the zone for you on my phone, but then you told me that they no longer have the rights. They don't have rights in Canada, and we're not we're not even in Canada, so I don't, e I don't even yeah. know who has the rights to City on Greece. Probably no one. It's probably... And then we couldn't play it on our Bell app, because obviously you're a different country. Right. Our, our Canadian service provider. So yeah, so so we were ripping, we were ripping it on uh, on the radio, and and yeah, it kept bouncing in and out, and it was it was a little it was a little bit challenging. But as as I understand, You're yelling in the middle of the streets, people are looking at you. There's a lot of Italians here though, and a lot of Greeks do uh, follow Syria. Like yeah. when I like when I wore a when I wore a Turin Giant shirt. Shout out if you're a Juventino, check out TurinGiants.com. I had my boy, uh, he's fucking killing it. He's fucking killing it. Paula, does it pass the vibe check? Passes the vibe check. So I so wish you got it in a bigger size so I can wear it as a PJ shirt. <laughs> it's not exactly <laughs> okay, you know, different different vibes. It's uh you know, cool for for a slumber party, you know? For uh for uh I love my Turin Giant stickers. You do, yeah. You ordered them by your own yeah, no no free handouts. You you ordered them yourself. You didn't even ask me to them. hook you up or anything. No. So No, so so yeah, I was ro I was rocking a Principino T shirt with like Claudio Marquiso as a kid and guy at a cafe asked me if i liked you and i said yeah i did and he's like oh yeah I, I bet on the game tonight <laughs> um yeah so so pff, i don't know man again i, I wasn't watching it live i won't uh, i won't lie but uh, as i understand voice tech chesney had a tough game so, so i went back and rewatched the highlights and, and i don't know man like, like i don't fucking know it, goalkeepers get a bad i mean you know I, listen i my my new found my new found my newfound expertise of the position has kind of led me to always sympathize with goalkeepers, but he made he made a mistake. He made two errors, but the second one was the bad mistake, right? The 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 ball that he fucked around with and tried to beat two guys and split the D. I mean, that was that was a little silly. He should should have just smoked the ball out. Uh, anyway, whatever. So so I'm getting I'm getting off on a side tangent here. So so it's been a bit of a messy week. At U of A because obviously they lost. Excuse me, they 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 drew their first match against Udinese and we we didn't get the result that we that we that we, that we hoped. And actually, funnily enough, Genaletti last week picked the money line in in match fixing in that new that new gambling segment, um, which we'll get to at the end of the pod. He actually wound up winning the bet because Juve went up two 0 and he cashed out or his app automatically cashed him out. So we're calling that a no contest. Again, we have some stipulations we need to get to at the end of the pod, but I don't know, man. Like, like hot take, hot take. Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't leave if he uh, doesn't get that goal ruled off for offside, and if he starts the game. <laughs> Let's be honest; he's a fucking most petty motherfucker ever. I think he saw that Mad Max was back, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. Party's over. Party's over. I don't own this shit anymore. I'm no longer the big dog. The coach is. Ah, I'm out." Like, ah, yeah. 
Like, how does this happen three days before the transfer window ends? It's been a wild transfer window, by the way. Like a messy Ronaldo, both both moving. Two seemingly immovable objects. It would have, you know, it would have, one would have thought three years ago. But I don't know. Like, it's, very, it's very weird that like three days, four days before the deadline, he would request a move. You know, or just, or just basic, basically, basically boycott the team, right? You're just, just go, go AWOL. It was, it was basically the most polite, absent without official leave that you've ever seen. Because again, he, he's, we, we've seen big players do this before. Harry Kane did it a couple of weeks ago, right? At Tottenham, a guy who you could argue is maybe bigger than the club, but I mean, no one, no one, no one at Cristiano's level has ever really done it. Maybe Messi last year, I guess. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think, he definitely, he definitely comes out looking worse than Juve do. Um, and here's the thing: Juve fans, most of them, I think, who who have been following the club for a very long time, aren't particularly upset about this shit, bro. I mean, well, there's no reason to be. You know, they were fine before him. They were well off before him. And, and he hasn't made the team better. He's 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 been a nice bonus. Here's the thing. It's, you know, I, I think everyone's kind of grateful that they had the chance to watch him play for the club. And it's something that they'll tell their kids about one day. I know I will. You know, arguably the greatest footballer of all time played for my club. But beyond that, I don't know. It feels like it almost feels like a relief. I swear to God. And I know, I, bro, I, I, I shat on Milan fans. Milan fans get a hard time because Donnarumma left, and you know they got they got a replacement in Mike Magna, and everyone was like, ah, you know it's fine. You know, fuck him. No one's bigger than the club. The hell with him. Eh, I don't know. It's a little bit different. Donnarumma is a generational goalkeeping talent who's 22. It's, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. You know, he would have been their goalkeeper for at least another 10, 12 years, and he fucked off. And he's Italian. If you're an Italian club, you want the Italian national team goalkeeper, especially if it's a guy named fucking Gianluigi. If you go off the track record of guys named Gianluigi who are a generational talent of goalkeeper, you want him being yours, right? So I, I don't know. I think there was a little bit more denial there, a little bit more living in denial and, you know, them trying to sell the idea to themselves that, that they were actually better off for losing this world-class player. I really do think that in U.S. case, and here's why. Um, it feels like, first of all, we regained the team. It feels like we got our team back. It feels like we got our club back. Not that Cristiano, again, not that Cristiano was a burden to watch. But the fact of the matter is, he, he, I mean, his presence weighs very heavily, right? I mean, just in games, you could sense it sometimes. You could sense that, like, Sarri didn't know how to handle him. He felt like, you know, he didn't, he didn't feel like he was a big enough personality to handle someone like Ronaldo. And he did whatever he wanted that year. He got whatever he wanted. I don't know. Maybe it was just a case of him realizing that he wasn't going to be able to get what he wanted anymore. And it was time to move on. Who the fuck knows? Like, I don't know why else he would have wanted to leave. If he was pissed off about how the last season ended, he would have end, I mean, he would have, he would have ended his time at Juve earlier, months ago. And, and again, he comes out looking worse than the club do because the club got money for him. The club offloaded him. The club didn't want to sell him. He forced the club's hand. Then the club didn't stand in his way. So I think eventually UF fans will, you know, not be offended. They'll, they'll, they'll just say again, 
they're happy that it happened and, and that's it. They, they 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 won't look back unkindly on his time with us because he decided to leave. Because you know, I don't know, we're big boys. You know, I'm a big boy. I understand. I, I know what it is. I I get it. He, he wanted another challenge and, and he's entitled to go seek that elsewhere. He's a guy who can get pretty much whatever he wants. You can't fault the guy for not wanting to play for your club. And if anything, it's it's listen, it's, it's kind of like you just have to accept that that, that that he's got a huge dong and he uh, he does what he wants. He swings it around and you got to be honored that he uh, let you look at it, you know, that he gave you a peek in the shower. <laughs> That's it, bro. So here's the thing. All he does is scores goals. And th- that was kind of like my, my, my immediate reaction when I found out he left a few hours ago. Because um, I'm recording that we're recording this pod on on technically I mean, it's very fucking late on Friday the 27th of August so it was a few hours ago that he officially left back to Man United and bro like uh, my initial thought was like what else does he offer besides goals you know and eyeballs and, and I know that's a really crazy point but b- bear with me here he's not involved in the play anymore he's not involved in build up like he used to be he's involved into a poacher. He's evolved into a poacher in his 30s. He's an excellent poacher. All he does is finds the back of the net. Now, again, that's valuable. We're losing 30 goals a year in the league. Okay, I get it. It's not ideal. But, I mean, look, a lot of those are penalties. Those will mostly get converted anyway. We regain our free kicks. And and it doesn't feel like he cannot be replaced for a couple of reasons. One, it feels like there's already a few players that are on the verge of superstardom. Like, uh, well, one in particular, in Federico Chiesa. Paulo Dybala is healthy again and looks sharp. Had a great game against Udinese the other day. And it feels like Dejan Kulusevski will have a bit more of a chance to come into his own now. Maybe Bernardeschi will have a chance to play back in his natural position. I know it looks like Max Allegri wants to play him a little bit deeper. And he had a good preseason. A few games he featured. So we'll see what happens there. But then there's the last, the last and most important bit, which is it's a financial burden that's completely lifted off of our shoulders as a club. And we're paying this guy a fuck ton of money. We were paying him, like, what? Over a million euro a week? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. It's insane, right? You can go out and get a guy like Raspadori or Kian or Scott Maka, who will score, who will find the back of the net, <clears throat> who have a lot of growth to do, which will, you know, occur at, at you know, I, in, in, in your hands, you can, you, can, you can mold them, right? And Max Allegri can mold them. There's also the fact that you can, you know, double or triple their wage and still... You know, only have them earn like 10% of what Cristiano was making on a weekly basis. If you have him making 100 grand a week. So that, that that's probably the move now. All of a sudden, in a couple of days, in the next couple of days, you're probably going to see Juve go out and sign another attacking player. And, and, and that is an interesting prospect. It's an interesting prospect because, because there's then more maneuverability that could, that could, that could, that could, that could that could be utilized in, in a few months, you know, in January and, and, and again next summer. The, the financial burden that he posed, that Cristiano posed, is now lifted earlier. So I think we can manage, man. I mean, that's all I really have to say about it. I, I don't think there's much more to say. Um, but, but, dude, I swear to God, if he, if he starts against Udinese, I'm convinced. I just thought it was now. I'm conv- there's no fucking way he leaves. He was, he, was, he, was, he was salty about that. I think so. He probably put in a fucking transfer request to George Mendes the next day and said, that's it, get me out of here. I can't start games from the bench. This sets a bad precedent. Uh, so so that's where we're at, man. That's where we're fucking at. Look, I, I do think that... I do think that ultimately, 
there are um, a lot of positives going on at Juve now. I do. Um, we we seem to be, and I I know that this is kind of a symptom of Italian talent being stronger than it was a few years ago. But we're going out and signing young Italians, as we did with Locatelli, as it looks like we'll do with either Scamacca, Raspadori, or Kian, all of whom I'd be happy with as Juventino. And I think most Juventini would be. It's exciting. You know, it's exciting to see Italians play for the club. It would have been great if we could have signed fucking Donnarumma as well. In some way, it would have felt like we would have, you know, it, it would have been a nice would have been a nice thing to gain back, right? Just having another Italian goalkeeper who's a stud and... And, and have an Italian midfielder who's a stud in Locatelli and have an Italian attacker that's a stud in Chiesa. Um, so, so look, I, I, I would be more concerned about the fact that like, Chesney's confidence may be down the fucking pisser and uh, we threw away a two-goal lead than anything else. I, I think the season will be very interesting. Is it good for the Lega that the two top scorers and two biggest stars in Lukaku and... Ronaldo went back to the Premier League. I mean, I guess it's not good, but I think the league will bounce back. I really do. I, I think they'll. I mean, I think their, their their head will bounce right off the canvas and get right back up. I don't think we're down for the count. I think it's it's pretty clear that it's just part of the cycle of how shit goes. You know, it's part of the fucking cycle of how shit goes. Yeah, you know, Premier League clubs make more money, so they can spend more money and they can buy the best players, and that's fine. But that only puts City out. Uh, at a very similar level to every other league in Europe right now. So, you know, a lot of doomsday sayers saying this is bad for the league. Eh, you know, I, I think the league will be fine. I really do fucking think so. I really fucking do. And uh, I think in large part that's going to be because the clubs are still really well coached. And I think you're seeing, I think I think you're going to start to see Italian clubs do, do well in Europe. I think because the three wealthiest clubs in the country, I know Inter have had a hell of a summer and they've, They've taken a bit of a walloping, but if they can kind of maintain a little bit of momentum this year, I think they, Milan, and Juve will be able to always have enough financial firepower as we kind of get out of this COVID shit um, to field competitive sides and go on runs in Europe, and then you never know what the fuck can happen, right? Then all of a sudden, Serie A is right back with every other major league, like the Germans and the Spanish and the French. I would argue that Serie A is a better league to watch than all of them. But, uh, you know, maybe I'm just biased, but... I, I really do think so, man. So, so look, uh, Cristiano's not, he's nor hero of the week, nor Stronzo of the week. He's just, you know, a bit of news that is passing through, that is passing through uh, the cycle, man. I don't know, it, it didn't feel that shocking. You know, the euphoria of signing him as Juventino will, will, will I mean, will, will, will smoke out of the water the maybe mild feelings of disappointment that we felt seeing him leave. But honestly, I don't really feel any disappointment. I think it's almost relief. I swear to God on everything, man. But uh, anyways, so that, that, that's out of the way. Listen, we got to just check in here. You know, we're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to shoot the shit about some of the other stuff that's been going on. Some observations. Uh, so this may, this pod may be a little bit shorter, but I do have a few fucking things I need to talk about here. Okay? I didn't want to lose... I, I know everyone wanted me to talk about Cristiano, so there, it's done, okay? It's out of the way. Didn't want to lose you all right out the gate with all my fuckery, okay? Talking about my observations and my stupid ideas, but but I do have to 
I mean, now that I've got you hooked, I've got to, I've got to get to some, some things I've noticed going on in Greece, man. Before we finish off with a little Azzurri talk and talk about some of the results in the Lega, Heroes, Toronto, all that jazz. First of all, can we agree? Can we agree? Okay, that the whole the whole security spiel that they give you on an airplane is, I mean, it's futile information, right? I mean, first of all, it's redundant because we've all been hearing the same shit since the fucking nineteen eighties and the nineteen nineties, right? You got the you know you got the stewardess right you know showing you the entrance and the exits and uh, you know the life life vest under your seat which by the way I don't even believe I don't know if you you ever you ever felt under your seat there's no fucking life vest there I've tried I've tried looking they don't want you surviving man no face no case no face no case if you disappear in the ocean you can't fucking sue them for negligence like like you still have <laughs> you still have you still have cocktail waitresses on planes. That are telling you to that are telling you to get into the brace position in case we fall, in case a fucking plane, this 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 steel bird falls out of the sky. Brace position, head against the seat in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what that is? It's fucking instant decapitation, man. It's every vertebrae in your neck snapped right there. I'm telling you, no face, no case. Do not. Hey, tell you what, tell you what. If a plane goes down, if you're ever in a plane that's going down. You're probably fucked anyway. So try to avoid the brace position. See what the hell happens. If you could tell the tale, if you live to tell the tale, you could you could take down an entire racket. You could take down the whole fucking industry of, of airplane death. You know? It's it's insurance fraud, right? And at least at least at least when you get on a transatlantic flight or some some serious, you know, some serious airlines flight, right? You know, they got the screens in front of you, at least they, they give you the uh, you know they hit play and they understand that nobody's playing attention, right? But we had to fly in from uh, we had to fly into fucking Santorini from Athens on a regional airline, and the Greeks have not evolved yet, man. They still so this is this fucking tiny propeller plane, right? And they've got they've got they've got the they've got the flight attendants doing the whole spiel, and I couldn't help but think like this is this is hilarious. First of all, first of all. Um, they're doing it in Greek because it's a Greek airline, which is unreal because absolutely nobody on that flight spoke Greek. I mean, it's it's, it's a tourist island, so <laughs> I mean, listen. Legally, they've done their responsibilities, but they have not done anything to to actually inform anyone who may have not otherwise been aware somehow of that which they uh, must do, that which is expected of them in the event of a plane crashing out the sky. Second thing, second thing I've noticed, man. The Greeks are not big on toilet paper in the toilet. I don't know what that's all about, man. It's affected everywhere you go. They leave you these little plastic bags to put your toilet paper into. So you shit, you wipe your ass with this stuff. And instead of throwing it bare into the trash can, you put it into a dog bag and throw it out. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) If, if, If their sewage system sucks here, that's not really my fucking problem. Is it an environmental hazard that I've been throwing out my wet wipes in the toilet and flushing shit down? It goes down, you know, but they scare you. They got the signs, you know, into the garbage, you know, do not flush. Do not, do not flush your, 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 your toilet paper down the toilet. Shit that is meant to dissolve. I don't know what that's all about. They got to figure that out, man. They got to figure out their plumbing situation. I don't know if it's maybe just on the islands because of the plumbing system is very inadequate here. I may have to ask. 
I may have to ask in Mykonos. Because I remember two years ago when I was last in Greece, I believe there was a very similar situation going on, which none of the people that I knew adhered to. So that, that's, that's another weird thing. And maybe anyone could find a, can can fucking fill me in. I don't know. Maybe where you live, it's you have a similar a similar rule. Very foreign to me, anyway. Very foreign to me. Um, last thing, man. Uh, there's a lot of donkeys on this island. There's a lot of donkeys on this island. There's this craft beer actually called called Yellow Donkey, and it's it's exactly how you'd expect a craft beer to taste, which is to say it's bitter as fuck. It's got a wild aftertaste, and it costs a fucking arm and a leg. But, you know, you're here, right? So you got to try it. Dude, Paula and I went to a restaurant the other night, like down by the water. And we're up in the mountains. We, we're up in the hills, right? We're at like the summit of, of this island. you got to climb down a shit ton of stairs, cobblestone. The stairs are huge. Now, here's a fucking problem, okay? It's not that there are a lot of stairs. It's that because there's a lot of stairs, there's a business opportunity there. For drunk lat, for drunk fat lazy fucks to, 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 to you know to cop out and, and not have to climb or go down the stairs, some old Greek guy runs up and down these things with a bunch of donkeys, and he gives people donkey rides. These things shit all over the stairs, so you're actually avoid. So you, it's not just about you trying not to slip and fall. It's about you trying not to, you know, it's it's about your girlfriend trying not to step in donkey shit. In her open toe sandals. So so that's a nightmare, right? In and of itself. Picture this. So you're trying to avoid donkey shit. You're going downstairs for like 15 minutes. Cobblestone steps. Each one is wobbly as hell. There's a couple behind us from like London, it sounded like. And uh, they're heading down. They're heading down to the bay as well. And at one point we 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 get near the bottom where this old man like stops with his donkeys with his with his legion of donkeys and i guess he has a whip to to, to, to i don't know to to use on their on their behind so they don't so they don't kick people apparently is what it was for i learned this couple passes us i guess we're walking a little slowly and, and eventually we hear someone crying as we're getting further down the stairs we hear yelling and we <laughs> We approach the, the, the commotion and we see that the girl, the girl in this couple was, is, is crying and, and she's yelling at this old Greek man who is, who's, who's, who's handling the donkeys. And she goes, that really hurt. That, that, that really fucking hurt. You, you can't do that. That really hurt me. How are you going to whip these animals with them? And I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? What the hell's going on here? And, and, and it becomes clear. He, the guy thought she was a donkey, and in the dark, because it's late at night, it's like 10 o'clock at night, he whipped her arm, and she's fucking bawling her eyes, and I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine if that happened in the States, man, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen, the guy doesn't know what to do, he just says, sorry, sorry, I didn't see you, and then, so then, the guy that she's with, he's fucked now, right, now he has to stand up for her, he has to make a scene, so... She decides, I guess she's, apparently she's vegan. We later learned because we asked her, we turned around, we felt bad. We're like, hey, are you okay? You know, and she's like, yeah, you, you know, I, just, I was just really upset that he was, he was whipping those animals like that because he whipped me and it hurt so much. I can just imagine those poor animals are defenseless. You know, whatever. I mean, donkeys are made, right? They're bred 
to bring shit up and down mountains, right? So, so I don't know. I don't know if they like it. I don't know if it's. I don't know if they're indifferent to the whip. I don't know if it's like keeping a dog on a harness. You know, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. But uh, all I know is she wasn't going for it. You also, you you know, also like, you, you ever you ever be if are you ever in pain or something? You're like someone just says something to you, you know. Like like someone like someone says fuck you, you know, and you get so mad, you go fuck me, fuck you, you know what I mean? You gotta like you got you gotta just you gotta you you gotta you gotta aggressively express yourself back, right? You, you got this pent up anger, right? If anyone ever punches you, you ever been playing a sport and somebody tackles you really hard, and you get so upset that you kick out or something? You see that sometimes, right? Somebody punch you, you know, somebody somebody try fighting you, someone throws a first punch and you get so mad, right? Maybe it was in the schoolyard when you were a kid. You feel that fucking rage build up where you just gotta, oh, you just wanna kill someone back. I feel like that's what might have happened there, where she felt the shooting pain in her arm after this motherfucker whipped her like a donkey. And she just, she just lashed out, right? So, so she's not backing down. And I felt bad for, yeah, I felt bad for the boyfriend because I'm like, okay, he's fucked now. Because now he has to take her side. And uh, the guy's, this old Greek man is like justifying why he whips the donkeys and we're kind of walk you know, we're, so we're walking by as this is happening and eventually, you know, we, 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 give, we give the girl a look. She looks like fine, you know, she's not like bleeding or anything. So we keep on walking down, you know, and eventually behind us, we hear him step in. He's from London, remember? And he goes, no, no, oi, oi, that's enough. You're not going to do that no more, bruv, fam. And... <laughs> And, uh, that's it. He, he did. Uh, kudos to the guy. I mean, he had to make a scene. Yeah, it's an e it's easy, right? You know, it's an older guy. What's he gonna do, right? You gotta pick your battles, right? To step in. So I understand that. But anyways, that it was unreal. It was, I mean, this is the most Greek story ever. You know, we're walking. We're walking down a bunch of stairs to go to a fish restaurant, and we saw a girl get whipped by an old Greek man who can't speak English, who thought he was whipping his donkey. So uh, basically. I mean, it's a lot like Italy. <laughs> it is. It's like most other countries in the Mediterranean, right? <laughs> I feel like that would happen in like Puglia or something. You'd have like a you'd have like an English couple going, you know, going going to going to dinner and and having a weird altercation with an old Italian man. So, so uh, yeah, I know it's been great. You know, my grandparents are freaked out because I've been seeing on the news that apparently there are a bunch of fires going on in the Greek mainland. You know, so you tell them we're going to Greece and they don't understand where the islands are. They just say, oh, you know, be careful, right? There's a lot of fires. Oh, it's dangerous. Very dangerous. To be fair, we, we did land and get an Amber Alert saying, uh, stay away from forested areas. Stay away from, <laughs> if you see smoke, call 911. <laughs> like, don't go to the, don't go to these parts of the country. So that was the, that was the welcoming party we got. But no, nah, it's been great, man. I love Greece. Um, I, I really fucking do, man. I really fucking do. The food's great. Seafood is incredible. And, uh, you know, I, I know Mykonos isn't really considered... I mean, it shouldn't really be considered Greece in a lot of ways. I mean, it is. It should be considered Greece. But it's not authentically Greek in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? It's like... It's like Porto Cervo on steroids. Because Porto Cervo kind of feels like... It, it's more like Ibiza, right? It's like Miami. It's like Dubai. It's, you know, it's owned by Russians. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's in a world of its own, right? It's very international. But... But it'll be a lot of fucking fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it, man. I may have to rock the Azuri kit in Mykonos, uh, which I brought across the pond. I got to say, I'm really excited for the upcoming international break in a week. I'm really fucking excited. 
And you know what kills me? I've got a Thrones of the Week for you here. And I could give it to a few people, but I'm going to give it to these people in particular. People who are criticizing Roberto Mancini for his squad selection, for not including whoever the fuck. You know, if you're a Napoli fan, you say, oh, you know, where's, where's Politano in this squad? It's a 33-man squad that he picked for upcoming World Cup qualification matches for Qatar 2022, which we started off very well in, in case you forgot, you know, given that you may have been distracted by all the other success that we've had in recent months. But, but motherfucker just won the Euro two months ago, a month ago, a month and a half ago. And, uh, <laughs> and people are criticizing his choices. People are criticizing his fucking squad selection. Are you kidding me, man? I mean, everything he's done up to this point, I think, has been good, no? Everything he's fucking done has helped us. Obviously, the unity of the squad that he's built over the fucking last couple of years has something to do with the fact that he knows who he's picking and, you know, maybe the fact that he is trying to continue to build said unity, uh, you know, by, 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 by putting big squads together. The problem is, when you put a big squad together like he has, you know, you're more offended as a fan of X club if if an Italian player on your team isn't in the squad. But nah, I mean, listen, I I like this I like this one a lot because basically he's taking the entire Euro 2020 so he's excuse me he's taking the entire Euro 2020 side, um minus a couple of injuries namely Spinazzola, who bro let's be honest I mean that motherfucker is always gonna be with this fucking team in spirit I, he's everyone just bonded around him. But, uh, you know, a couple of nice little additions, guys, that maybe didn't quite make the cut. You know, Lazzari, Mancini, Gianluca Mancini, that is. Guys that were injured, Sensi, Pellegrini, Zagnolo, who's back now. Guys who will continue to build around for sure. Gollini, who just missed the cut, but you still got Sirigo around for the, you know, the veteran presence that he is, I suppose. And uh, Scamacca and Raspadori um, in the squad. Great to see, great to see... Um, Great to see some fucking Sassuolo players into the side, man. Because uh, I don't know, they 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 they've done they've done such a, they've done such a good job of kind of maintaining a new status quo for themselves, right? Of just always staying in Serie A, and they've been churning out great players for other sides in Serie A. Obviously, Locatelli took off, but you know they they they've they produced another one in Scamacca, who I think is very impressive. And, and I'm very happy to see him get into the side after the season he had last year, but also the great preseason that he had right off the bat. Um, then Moiskeen's back in the side. So basically, you can see that he's kind of trying to give new guys uh, you know, a look back in, get them reintegrated into the group and seeing how they do. I got to say, I, I, love, I love the fucking <laughs> that Nicolo Zaniola wasn't included in the past uh, pre-injury for behavioral issues um, and, and, and for getting like red carded, I think, once in a game and then getting withdrawn from the Azzurri side. What does he fucking do in his first City A game in like a year after two ACL tears? Gets sent off, still gets called up because, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Mancini has to fucking call him up before he breaks another uh, breaks another tendon before something else snaps. But no, I, I really like the side, man. I do. Looking forward to seeing us play World Cup qualifiers. And listen, I've always been hot on international football. But it feels like there's all good buzz around this team right now. And I'm very much looking forward to the Nations League, man. Nations League final coming up in a month. Do not forget, man. We could go, we could go for a double here. I mean, if we do win that shit, I mean, come on. If Jorginho plays a good game or two against Spain and whoever we face in either France or Belgium, surely he's he's got to be a shoe in for for Banal He uh, he's hero of the week actually. 
for having won the UEFA Men's Player of the Year. I'm so fucking happy for this guy, man. I am so fucking happy for this guy. I mean, his story of li like like living on like 50 euro a week in a monastery, you know, having to avoid all the creepy fucking monks that he probably did when he was playing for the Hellas Verona youth team, and and and, and choosing us over Brazil. I mean, he listen, he's he's worked his fucking tail off, man, to get where he is. I'm really happy to see. Um, him have all this fucking success in the world, bro. I, I, I he, he's a very deserving hero of the week. It's too bad that he missed that penalty. It really is because if he scores that penalty in the final to win the tournament after scoring the penalty to to send us to the final in the first place after having had the tournament he did and after spearheading Chelsea's midfield to another Champions League win, you know, which was unexpected, right? Ah, God. He would have been a shoo-in. Optically, it would have passed the eye test. You know what I mean? It would have been the obvious pick. It would have been amazing, right? It would have been the first time since Fabio Cannavaro. And listen, when Fabio Cannavaro won the World Cup, he won the Ballon d'Or. Typically, typically, usually, you do see major international tournament performances translate into success of that kind of individual nature. So I do hope it happens, but... Listen, he's off to a he's off to a great start, you know, in the award season. He deserves it very much. Some interesting transfers that have happened, man. Um, Duku Korea to Inter for thirty million. That's gonna hurt Lazio big time, man. I mean, you understand why Simone Inzaghi took him. He was such an important player for him last year. I think it's gonna hurt Immobile a lot. I think we might see him drop off a little bit this year as a result, because Duku did so much running there for them. Uh, off the mark in his first game. I really like the signing for Inter, man. I do. I don't think it replaces Lukaku because they're different players. But he, he he's a different quality player that they brought in. And I'm, uh, you know what? I'm a little jealous. He's a guy who I fucking love. He's a guy who I really fucking love. Um, and I got to say, listen, Inter coming right out of the gate 4-0 last week against Genoa. No problem. I, I got to say, and you got you got to love Salvatore Sirigo just, just going to teams that, <laughs> that, that, that. They get lit up, right? And he actually made a couple of big saves in that game in particular. But, but I don't know. You, 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 hope, you, you hope that things will turn around for Genoa just because you don't really want to see them go down, right? They're a big team in a big city, right? But, like, it just feels like they always try to do shit and nothing ever fucking works out. Nothing ever fucking works out for them. I don't know. Looks like they're going to sign Caicedo now. Apparently, they, you know, they may be getting Perotti back if they haven't already. And... Preziosi may be looking to sell the club. I, I don't know. Like these feel like fundamentally good things that are happening. Sirigo feels like a, I mean, he feels like, like a good goalkeeper to have, in in Syria. And yet it's it's like it just never fucking works out. Listen, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how shit pans out there. They should have just never gotten rid of Pietro Pellegrini. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. That one didn't benefit anyone, man. Now he's back at Milan, which yeah, I'm happy about. Because nobody goes to Monaco. No, nobody Italian goes to Monaco and has success, man. Think of Jovetic. He's not Italian, but he, he had success in Italy. He, I, don't, I don't know. The, is he still at Monaco? I don't know that he's had a lot of success there. But I just think back to El Sharawi going there from Milan and just getting totally... I mean, he, he, he didn't really see a career revival until he, until he um, was back in Italy at Roma. And... That's a guy, by the way, who didn't make the uh, the cut for the Azzurri, and that's a little bit. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one as well. Again, 
whatever whatever fucking Mancini does, you gotta trust. I just had a weird moment of lucidity there, where I realized that he wasn't in the side. Is there anyone else we did? I mean, who else got omitted? I guess Itzo. Who gives a shit, man? Let's be honest. Ambrosio got omitted. Let's let's be honest. I mean, none of these guys are gonna fucking. None of these guys are gonna start, right? None of these guys are gonna start. Any anything Mancini touches goes. I mean, goes well, right? Anything he touches turns to gold. He's really got that fucking Midas touch. There, there's a Greek reference. Greek reference for you. He's got the Midas touch. But uh, hang on a second. Stefan is Stefan Jovetic still at? Monaco. I'm all over the place here. Hang on. Stevan Jovetic. Jovetic. He still plays for Monaco. Okay. No. Sorry. Spoke too soon. I saw M.O. in his wiki bio and I assumed it was Monaco, but it's for Montenegrin. He's at Hertha. He's at Hertha Berlin. He's only 31. It feels like he's been around forever, man. 18 goals in 61 matches. Just signed for Hertha. In 2021, okay. Anyway, man, look, uh, that's cool to see Pellegrini back. That'll be an interesting one. You know, I, I, he, he's a guy who was never, I mean, he was a guy who was supposed to be the next big thing, and he's only 20 years old, right? So you realize he has a lot of upside still, but, 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 I don't know, something, something was off at Monaco. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just the fucking lifestyle there, the fact he was living off on his own at such a young age. He was like, what, 16, 17 when he signed there, God damn it. If he had stayed at Genoa where his father was a coach, you might have thought he could have become a stud. I'd like to see him under Zlatan's tutelage in particular because he does I mean, resemble him in a lot of ways physically. I think he's even said that Zlatan is his idol like he is for a lot of people, you know, our age, his age, my age, whatever. I don't know, you got Giroud ahead of him now. It's, it's interesting, you know, brings down the average age of that side a little bit. That's, a, that, that's, that's one who I hope pans out, you know. They're still longing for that young fucking Italian forward since Patrick Cutrone was sold and, and fell off the face of the earth. And of course, he's now going to score like a brace against Juve tomorrow. Or today, sorry. Today is Saturday. As you're listening to this pod as it came out. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, other points of note. Uh, very happy to see Vicario back in the league. Very fucking happy to see Vicario back in Serie A. Um, if you recall last year when Cranio was injured at Cagliari, he got a little bit of playing time, and I kind of sung his praises at the end of the last year. And I, I'm really glad that he's in City A still as a, as, a, as a starting goalkeeper. He really does deserve it. I don't know if you guys remember, but I was fucking singing this guy's praises for a while, man. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. He he just he's got he's got good he's got good reflexes. He's 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 slim. Uh, and and, and no, I'm 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 happy. Uh, I'm happy that he's. Nail down a starting spot. He is only on not at Empoli. But again, I'm happy to see him back with a side that will be giving him starting minutes. Because here's the thing. There are a lot of goalkeepers. Here's another thing I fucking notice as a goalkeeper now. There are a lot of goalkeepers who just never get an opportunity. But when they do give given a chance, they, they, they tend to step up. I mean, they're, they're not as bad as... They're not as bad as you might think, right? Just because a guy's a backup, you think that he can't cut it, but... If you recall, Luigi Seppe at Napoli like, didn't play at all, barely did, for like several years, and just went off to Padma and became the bonafide starter, where he remained until, you know, where he remains to this day, although he's now Buffon's understudy. Um, you know, we, we talked about that a few weeks ago, right? We just had to fucking accept that Buffon had a bigger piece than him and, 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 and be thankful for the opportunity to play with such a stud. But 
Like, like, like that's an example right there of a guy who never really got a chance to play, and when he did, boom, he took it. And Vicario last year, Vicario last year, you know, was never really getting any minutes at Cagliari, and then when he, you know, when when came the time, he did, and 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 he took advantage of it, and and he's deservingly got a shot, and and you know, I I, I you know, who I think might do that too, is that kid at Roma. Is he Argentinian? It's Fusaro, right? Dante Fusaro. Let me let me look this up. I want to be sure to get this right. Dante Fusaro, I think is his name. Uh, did I fuck this up? I'm seeing lawyers here, so I think I did. Ah, motherfucker. Hang on. AS Roma roster. Come on. Give me a name. Give me a name. Why does this Wi-Fi fucking suck? Okay, hang on. So, okay, stay with me. Stay with me, people. Stay fucking with me. Fusato. Daniel Fusato. Dario Dario Fusaro is like... Or Dante Fusaro, whatever I said. It's probably like his... Like his doppelganger. <laughs> it's his doppelganger who plays... Uh, I don't know. Plays rugby or something. Uh, okay, so yeah. Daniel Fusato. Okay, he's Brazilian, right? I don't know. I, a couple times I saw him last year. He impressed me. He's actually gotten a few caps for Roma. Um, he's been there a number of years now, man. Jesus Christ. He, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that if that guy were taken on as a goalkeeper at, 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 at any fucking lower-end City A club, he'd probably just nail it down. I don't know. He, he, you wind up to get into a top City A side even as a backup, you, you need to have like such a, I mean, you need to have enough technical ability to just never make big mistakes. And that usually is enough to get you through most games. It's all a head game, right? I mean, that, that's why Chesney blew it for Juve the other day is he hesitated and, and, and gave up that second goal. I mean, he knows to hit it long. He's able to hit it long. It's just about decision making. That that's that's what that's what pretty much sets up. I mean, that's what pretty much sets apart good goalkeepers from ones who can't nail down a starting spot. You pretty much just need huge balls to be a goalkeeper, and and, and that's it. Like, like if you're if you're if you're confident in yourself, if you if you tell yourself that you have the biggest dong in the room, then you're better off for it. The second you start questioning yourself, like in a relationship, it's over. It's dead. You're gonna struggle. You're fighting up. You're fight. I mean, you're fighting it. It's you need big balls, man. You know what? You know how such big fucking balls is Lorenzo Insigne, another guy I wanted to shout out. I, I mean, I love this guy. I love this guy so fucking much. Obviously, and any Italian does, right? I mean, after after the emotions he he made us feel recently, and I, I was just really happy to see him have have. A big personal moment the past couple of days here because he missed a penalty for Napoli in their opener against Venezia, but he came right back and took a second penalty. By the way, Venezia awful looked awful that first game. Exactly like I said, let's fucking go zero wins, baby. Let's go. I want to see zero wins. I want them to break that Benevento record from a few years ago. I think they will do it. They are so bad. They are so. Bad. I love how I fucking said that Mattia Caldara last week was. Was like the one guy I knew in the side, so you know maybe maybe they could fucking do something right because I knew him and that was the barometer with which I I used to measure 
if a player is good or not. And then, like, fucking minutes into the game, he just gave up a, a penalty off of a flailing arm in the box. Um, but, but, but yeah, look, so, so, yeah, Venezia looked like shit. They gave up two penalties in the first half, and minutes apart, Insignia took the first one, missed it, skied it, had the balls to take the second one and fucking convert it. It's the sort of shit you want to see from your captain. There's no way that guy's leaving Napoli. No fucking way. That guy's never leaving Napoli. Man. I, I've been saying this for years. I don't know where these rumors come from. Every year there are rumors that that guy's going to leave. He's not going anywhere, bro. He's not doing shit. Come on. He's not fucking going anywhere. It ain't happening. He, he, he is that club. He's made for that club. He breathes that city. It's, it's, it's not happening. No fucking way. No fucking way. So, so I won't give him Hero of the Week. I already gave one out. But he, he, he's, he's definitely got the biggest balls of the week. He's a little guy, too. You, you know, I was actually thinking about him this week because... There's, so, there's a lot of donkeys in Greece, right? And uh, so, Paola and I did a hike from Ia to Fira, which is like a 10-kilometer hike. And at one point, we come across a bunch of donkeys uh, being led by... Not the same guy as uh, the other night, the fellow who fucking whipped that, that, uh, that girl from London... But uh, presume I, I don't believe so. Actually, I, to be fair, I didn't. I didn't get a look at his face. But let's assume that it was someone else with a pack of donkeys. Again, there are a lot of donkeys on this island. Whatever. People are riding these donkeys through the hills instead of hiking. They're taking the easy way out. Whatever. Right. It's the thing that people do here. People ride donkeys. And some of them look bigger than others. Um, a couple of people actually were riding horses um, through the mountains, and and some people were riding. These tiny little donkeys and other people were riding something in the middle, right? Which is, I, I presume, a mule. A mix of a donkey and a horse. So actually, uh, it, got, it got me thinking, right? Cause, so, so a mule is a mix of a donkey and a horse. And apparently it somehow works, right? They, they, they breed. and uh, I, so, so I thought about this. It's kind of like dogs, right? It's kind of like, uh, like you have a, you know, it's kind of like purebred, like a purebred golden doodle i think is a golden retriever and a poodle not two golden doodles that breed with each other i think if you have two golden doodles that breed with each other there are greater chances of like some kind of complication like help complications for the pups so so when breeding certain animals you need to you need to ensure that it's done properly right and that's why breeding you know takes generations of, of animals to you know, to, 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 to nail behavior into their DNA, right? So, <clears throat> I'm curious. Can a mule breed with a mule? So, I don't know. It's had a weird shower thought after I saw these donkeys riding through the mountains on our hike. And I, I looked it up. And apparently, they can't. So, get this. Basically, there's like an uneven distribution of chromosomes between the donkey and the horse within the mule. So I think they get like 31 chromosomes from their ho from the horse, which is their mother in all cases. And they get like 30 chromosomes from their father, the donkey. And I thought this is weird. I was like, well, well why, why is the donkey? Why is the donkey the one that has to bear the brunt of, of, of spawning off the semen, right? Why, why, why does it always have to be a donkey who's you know, the father, and why does it always have to be a horse who's the mother? And I thought about this, right? 
because it should work both ways. But it makes sense because imagine if a little fucking donkey, a little female donkey, was carrying this giant, this giant baby fucking half horse bigger than itself. It wouldn't work, right? It wouldn't fucking work. It would probably die, right? So the horse, on the other hand, the horse, on the other hand, I mean, the female horse could easily handle this shit, right? Because its uterus is, you know, equipped for a fucking horse, not this little half donkey motherfucker type thing, this mule that comes out. So, I, you know, I, I realized, okay, it makes sense, right? You, you got the little donkey who humps the big horse, and I thought about it, and I'm like, it's kind of like Insignia with his wife. It's kind of like Insignia with his wife. You ever see me? He's, what, like 5'2", five, 5'3"? Five, <laughs> he's listed at 5'5", five, 5'4", five, five, but he's not, bro. I mean, if you've ever seen Marco Verratti stand next to him, he's like two inches taller than Insignia, at least, and Verratti's listed at 5'5", five, five, so you know he's not 5'5", five, five either. <laughs> It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when Verratti mounts uh, that uh, that tall that tall chick we married a few a few weeks ago. I like when fucking Verratti mounts his uh, his wife, who's you know a couple inches taller than him with heels for sure, easily. It's kind of the same thing, you know. I thought that was funny. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, I, <laughs> I guess I guess that's how you know I'm kind of a cultural fanatic. That's how you know I don't fucking think about enough other shit. That's how you know that my brain is too one-dimensional. Like I, I just saw the mule. I, you know, I, 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 I inquired about its breeding tendencies, and I immediately just thought, oh yeah, it's kind of like Lorenzo Intigna humping his wife. Like, like I just, I just had this little image of of little Lorenzo Intigna fucking mounting his wife. Hey, <laughs> Forza Napoli, Forza Napoli, Forza Napoli, Forza Napoli. <clears throat> I just, just fucking like pounding away like a little jackrabbit. Like I imagine he does. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like the fucking donkey. Kind of like the fucking donkey does. There we go. There we go, Sam. You're fucking comparing Napoli's fucking captain to a donkey. That's nice. That's nice, bro. Listen, um, speaking of donkeys, I'm a donkey, bro, because I didn't... I, Nick and I didn't think this shit through, bro. Okay, so for, first of all, thank you for all the engagement last week in the match-fixing segment. It was a lot of fun. We're going to keep doing it. Nick's going to keep giving picks on a weekly basis. Uh, however, however, uh, he will only be—he'll uh, be doing the audio segment when uh, when we, you know, when our schedules line up and shit. And it was a little bit tough this week because because of the fact I'm abroad. And, um, we don't know what's going to go on next week because. But, but by the way, um, probably just put this out now. Unlikely uh, that I'll be doing another pod in Greece. Next one will probably be uh, in like 10, 12 days when I'm back home in Canada. So, uh, again, I, I know we're kind of off to a bit of a rough start this season and that we're not doing pods after every single match week. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do I don't know how we're going to do things going forward. The goal is certainly to do that. But as long as a pod is done, as long as a pod is kind of put out mostly weekly where I could just shoot the shit with you guys, I don't really care. I don't really care anymore. I'm not that particular. And the reason this is relevant is because if we do want to do this segment, like going forward, we didn't really think this through, but like we're not going to be able to do it for upcoming Serie A games like four days in advance, such that Nick feels comfortable. So, so basically, if I release the pod like two fucking days after the, uh, you know, a day or two after Serie A, after Serie A games end, and we're like. Four days ahead of when games next resume, 
Nick feels that it's too early for him to get the sense that he needs on the game. So so I don't know, uh, whatever. Like, listen, he he's an artist. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell him how to, how to do his thing. Uh, you know, he's got his craft. I get it. I understand. So, um, we'll, we'll see it. We'll see how we do things going forward. But I I will say we're going to we're going to track his picks and we're going to be sharing them on social media. I'll be reiterating them on the podcast. If you want to ride him, if you want to ride with him, you do that. If not, that's fine. In fact. In one case here, I mean, at the time of recording, one such one of the games that he already picked already happened. So I'll tell you his picks for the week, and uh, let's say I don't know. We're kind of gonna fly by the seat of our pants here in the coming weeks, and we'll, you know if if uh, if it, if it keeps working out, if the pod if the pods you know if the pods the place for the segment to be and not for it to just be something online, then 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 we'll do that. We'll 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 keep we'll keep having him send in shit on a on a frequent basis. But for the time being, we're just going to make sure to, you know, get his picks out so we can keep track of his record. So in the last week, he was spot on with uh, every single pick, except for the fact that Juve failed to beat Udinese, as he predicted. So Atalanta beat Torino by the skin of their ass, by the way. They made him, they made him really sweat that one out. And, and, uh, a big reason why he made that pick, I think, was because Andrea Belotti was supposedly injured. Doesn't the guy fucking come into the game and score? So, I don't know. <laughs> like, obviously, it's usually on a hunch. This is why, I think this is also why he'd rather make picks as close to the action as possible. But at the same time, it has to be early enough so that if you guys hear it, you guys can ride with him. But, anyway, all, all this to say. So, so Inter beat Genoa by, by more than a goal. And uh, Milan... 1-1-0. So, so, look, all good so far, except the fact that Juve drawing fucked up that parlay of his with uh, Atalanta with Atalanta beating Torino. But, but, but here's the thing. Nick uses bet 365, and at 2-0, at 2-0 up, they cashed out the result. They cashed out the bet like as a positive result in Nick's favor. So, I decided that if that happens in the future, like if he wins his bet beforehand, like on paper, on paper, Nick won. He went four for four, in terms of like on the money. He was he he was on the money with every single pick, uh, in his account. But his prediction did not come to be. So here's what we're doing: we're saying henceforth that if something like that happens, if he makes a pick and winds up winning his bet even though the result doesn't wind up panning out because of a setting he has in bet 365 we're going to call it no contest we're going to call it no contest so that's how we're rolling going forward bear with us we're going to keep figuring this shit out let's wrap up with his picks for the week so again at the time of recording a couple of these results have already happened okay so we'll uh I'll be able to add them to his record right here and now, but what's important to bear in mind is that um, although you won't be able to ride with him 100% because we're fucking disorganized as hell, and because we're not really on a frequent schedule at the moment with the segment, we're just trying to kill. We're we're just trying we're just trying to make sure to, to kill off a few weeks and build up a record here. We want to see how well Nick does over time. Okay, so maybe you guys will get a better idea as to whether or not you should be riding with him or not. So Nick had uh, a parlay 
which he wanted to throw one unit on. And again, I'm, communica I'm communicating it to you guys this week rather than him because we are extremely fucking disorganized right now with the time difference and all that shit. So when I get back, it'll be a little bit different. He has, uh, so Inter beating Hellas Verona, uh, money line outright, parlayed with Roma winning uh, against Salernitana on the money line. Salernitana who made Bologna sweat the, uh, the other day. So, so listen, interesting game, obviously, um, but you got to give Roma the upper hand. They have the better side, way more deep. At the time of recording, Inter already beat Verona. So if Roma do go on to beat Salernitana tomorrow night, then that one will hit. So again, one unit on that. He had put a unit on Udinese and Venezia in that game. He had both teams to score. Um, so Udinese beat Venezia 3-0. Venezia are fucking shit, bro. They're fucking awful. Uh, I don't know why he would have bet on anything positive to happen in a Venezia game. So he's wrong. That's his first loss, which will tack on to his record next week. And finally, he has Lazio minus one versus Spezia. So Lazio to beat Spezia by more than a goal. One unit on that. If Lazio win the game, but it is by one mere goal, then that's a no contest. That's a draw. No action, no problem. So, bear with us again. We'll keep this rolling going forward. We'll keep having a little bit of fun with it. Stay glued to all social media where we'll be continuing to share this shit. We are at Cultural Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok. You can like our Facebook page. It is The Cultural Podcast. And subscribe if you enjoyed the show. Guys, I appreciate you waiting a little bit longer than usual for the pod. Um, I don't know. Just kind of worked out the vacation. Holiday uh, was taken at the start of City out of the season. So, so look, next week, we will probably not be potting uh, in Mykonos. The next one, again, will probably be in Montreal. It'll be like an international break pot, I guess, and we'll talk about whatever the fuck else has been going on. And, uh, you know, then we'll get back into a weekly frequent schedule, okay? So, so again, uh, bear with me. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this pod this week. We just wanted to get something out to kind of um, give you some sweet, dulcet tones in your ear, Uh and uh and yeah man I, i'm glad i'm glad i was able to do this before we fuck off the mykonos because i'm not gonna lie man i'm probably not gonna feel my face for like a week so so listen enjoy the action if you're a juventino do not freak out about the fact that uh, cristiano has left if you are an interista do not freak out about the fact that lukaku has left because you're doing really fucking well right now without him. You guys have fucking seven goals in three games. I would not worry at all. I think it looks like Limone knows what he's doing. If you're a Milan fan, be happy you're back in the fucking Champions League. If you're a Napoli fan, be happy that your captain has a big old pair of balls. If you're a Roma fan, just be happy that you're back in European football, man. And uh, if you're a Venezia fan, go fuck yourself. And if you're a fan of another team, stop spamming Roberto Mancini. He doesn't need... You fucking mediocre players, okay? He doesn't want Mattia Zaccagni. He knows what he's doing with the Champions of Europe. Just a reminder. Love you. Next time we talk, there will probably be a Montreal till then. Catch you soon and uh, enjoy this outro. Much love. Peace. Ciao. Un demon in testa, ma non voglio parlarci. Questo pezzo di merda mi stressa, mi pressa, io non so che farci. Quindi me ne giro un'altra, ultimamente fuma sai. Non te l'augurerei mai. Un giorno capirai Ma fa che speriamo di no Ho occupato un new drip Per il mio brio Non mi tradirà mai Ma già lo so Flashback ricordi di quando ero broke 
lingue mi pure un iPhone in ghetto Mischio due lingue troia sono un go Vittorio Sgarbi mi tato una capra Vittorio Sgarbi mi tato una capra Stupida ho Pantalone che fitta, skinny jeans, non mi serve la cinta Io la metto lo stesso, non serve a niente, riconosci la fibbia Foto solo col gas, California, fra senti come Ita Spara come un mitra, si ma non un mitra Spara come un Uzi, siete tutti confusi Sta merda, con gli occhi chiusi Adesso c'ho un rolli al polso Adesso c'ho un conto in banca Prima non avevo nada Mambo l'ha fatta franca Fresco come una fottuta vigor Sol mi spingo al limite, sto su uno spigolo Anche se mi butto non sarò mai libero Mi riporta su Lucifero E mi riporta tra i fantasmi Mi riporta sui miei passi Ma dove vado se dentro le scarpe e i suoi sassi Non posso fare passi falsi E fumo erba tutto il giorno Perché quella merda mi rilassa e correrò dietro a sti soldi fino a che sarò solo una carcassa Sul mio rollo il tempo non mi passa Sì per questo ho bisogno di un AP Sì per questo ho bisogno di un upgrade Ecco perché sempre fa più pay me Ecco perché sempre mille giri Mi ricordo gli davo due giri Di cielo fan tutto a posto fra Dopo dritto dentro una papiri Adesso c'ho lenti cartieri